is the second and a half day of the Biden presidency. And this is another episode of Generation Zennials, starting off with a Trump-free day. How's, oh. how's, how's socialism working out for you so far, Keith? You know, now that we're a communist country. Oh, we are totally... <laughs> the communist regime of joe biden anarcho-bidenism is running wild running this, rampant the socialist takeover has begun and begun. Uh, we uh look out we're gonna take your guns and we're gonna that's right we got all the guns already we i think take we all the took money all the from the rich people and give it to all the poor people that's a good thing i mean it's i i, I <laughs> You know, it's funny because we all grew up with the story of Robin Hood and Robin Hood's the hero. But now when you try to actually do a Robin Hood, people get upset about it. Yeah, people. Yeah. I wonder what would happen if we retold Robin Hood now. And like, would, would he be the hero or would he be the villain in a lot of people's eyes? I wonder that in media and you're a media guy, too. So um, I think about this, like when you watch things like like Star Wars and um, <laughs> even like, like things like It's a Wonderful Life, which has a lot of uh, anti-capitalist ideology in it. Like back when it came out, I remember um, I heard stories about it being like very like hated by people, because, well, not hated by people, but like hated by like- The banks. Right-wing right. capitalists because they're yeah. like, and, yeah, because it was so anti-bank and, and whatnot. So, you it's know, movies house, like that. Um, there's house. a lot of movies, there's a lot of movies out there that, you know, like they live like every, I mean, the classic uh, Roddy Piper movie mm. was is, is basically just like anti-capitalist movie. But because it has Roddy Piper on it, all these like conservative wrestling fans love it. I just don't, I don't understand. I'm like, what are you what are you watching? Like you just like the maybe just the fight scene. Like I don't like, well, <laughs> like it's, it's Roddy, Roddy Piper being himself. a badass. Like that's cool. Yeah. But are you actually like getting the message of this movie? No, you know what? I had a thought of like that the other day. Um, someone I know posted a thing about all in the family and like, Oh, I love this show. And like, and I thought to myself, like, you do not get the point of this show at all. You thought Archie Bunker was the hero of the show. Archie Bunker is the villain. And it's, it's about Archie Bunker being the old guard and being forced into the new world and how he doesn't like it. And everyone around him is changing and he just, and And he keeps pushing back against it. And yeah, but, and I, but I know this person, I know they're like, like, they they think Archie Bunker is the funny guy. It's like no, he's he's the villain. I mean, yeah. it's yeah, it's satirical because it's easier, and that's the thing. You know, it's always easier to take on um, a hard topic through satirical means because it's you can get that message out there without beating people over the head with it. And some people might get it, and some people might do it. They do. You know, either way, the TV show succeeds because people watch it, they get ratings, it gets renewed. Uh, you know, and hopefully, most hopefully, the majority people understand it's kind of like star trek you know star trek was doing the same thing old it, star trek at least. Oh, the original star trek series you know it, it was the well, idea star of trek up, in, up until up until like ds9 ish yeah. maybe a little bit because after that when rick berman took over there's a great um actually video about this but done by i think renegade cut um I'll, I'll, I'll shoot you that link um oh you posted something else by them the other day i haven't watched it yet yeah it's a, he has a really good youtube channel um but we're not here to plug his YouTube channel right now. Sorry, finish your thought. Oh, so, you know, as for anyone that doesn't know, you know, the idea of Gene Roddenberry creating Star Trek was to create this utopian world where people of different cultures and races work together for the good of humanity. And they, but they set it in space as a sci-fi show because it's the only way you'd be able to pitch that idea to a networking and get aired in the 60s. Uh, Because if, if you try to do that in like, 
the actual like said it in modern times it would be like oh you can't do this or, like we can't have a russian and an asian and you know and a woman a, a black female on the bridge it's like yeah, although if you, if you ever watch the pilot there's a was, cringeworthy moment in the pilot where like um pike's like i still can't get used to the idea of a woman on the bridge yeah um yeah the original pilot with uh captain pike uh but yeah, we, I mean, we could talk about Star Trek a lot, but <laughs> I think we'll get sidetracked. Um, but uh, same thing with like old shows like The Twilight Zone as well. Like that was, there was a lot of uh, ideology in that that was kind of, that was kind of leftist that kind of got um, popularized through that because it was, was just like science fiction, fantastical right. kind of ideas. So yeah, it is, you know, that's a good but, point. It's, it's easier. It's always easier to, to push these ideas. Uh, on the mainstream if you could do it in a, in a fan, you know, in a satirical or fantastical way right. where it's like not, you know doesn't represent what maybe what real life looks like so i think that's one of the biggest takeaways I, I learned from shakespeare in high school was about you know the jester can always tell the king the truth right and then jester is usually the only one that can tell the king the truth i, I think that was in king lear i learned that lesson. i think i just yeah. learned about iambic ban- pentameter but <laughs> i wasn't a very good english student in high school i'll be honest with you um that's another story and depend i guess it depends on which ver- which uh shakespeare your your teacher chose to talk about yeah, I, mean, I remember taught reading, it. like, I remember Hamlet. I was not a good student in high school, especially when it came to English and social studies. So I was more of a math and science guy, but. Uh, same. I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't a, a very strong reader. You were a theater guy though, weren't you? I was a theater guy, but I didn't, so I can memorize stuff. But as far as like reading a novel would take me an exceptionally long time. So, and I just didn't find it because I had a lot, hard time reading in any time of, timely manner i didn't enjoy the process so i just didn't do it well i think that's a big problem with high school english too is that they're they're when you're forced to read something like that it's not really as enjoyable as something when you want to sit down and and read it on your own time and then then you can find something that you enjoy like if we had a if we had a, a semester on hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy that would have been amazing right we said I, I, I've, I've read that i've read that book a hundred times instead of grapes of wrath and the scarlet letter and all those kind of things yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, well, actually, you know, that, that I, I will give credit to my junior, I think it was junior English teacher, is the person that really, they, they gave me the opportunity to actually get into the reading because one assignment was like, you had to pick your own novel, like pick a novel to read. It, it wasn't assigned, whatever. The only rules was there can be a movie about the, about the novel. Now, uh, my, my friend, he had all, you know, the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings books on his shelf. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to borrow the Hobbit. And I read the Hobbit. Now, Later on, I'm going to go back to the end of this, like someone else in the class called out, oh, there's a movie about that. I had no idea there was a cartoon version of The Hobbit oh, yeah. when I was reading it. Like, I didn't know that. And I think after watching that in retrospect, like I watched it later on with my friend, like I can see why the English teacher let me do it. Cause like that, you know, it's a half hour animated or like hour long animated movie. Yeah, it only touches on story elements. Very cool. It's a pretty good movie if you watch it, but yeah, it, it doesn't really, you don't get the feeling of the entire book. Cause that book is, dense it, it is it was 400 some odd pages i'm actually reading it now to my son um so you know but that book got me interested in reading and like i found the genre of books that i enjoyed reading and and because of that opportunity of the english teacher saying pick a book and i found i happened to find one i liked and then i continued on to read the rest of the series and, and then kept on that kind of genre and that's basically all i read now it's <laughs> fantasy yeah, I'll, novels I'll, I'll stick to comic books and people not comic books, but comic books have a lot of good writing and a lot oh. of good storytelling. And people don't people don't give them enough credit. My mm. friend lent me his um, uh, 
uh, the Planet Hulk series. I yeah, thought that's really good. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Um, yeah, graphic novels. You know, any, anything that allows people to read is it. I don't it's comic books, graphic novels, not, you know, straight novels, whatever it is, it, fiction, nonfiction, whatever it is that people are interested in reading, read it. Because I, I, um, I make the point to people all the time. Like when I when I look on the internet, I see when I, when I see the misinformation or the people just spewing things and refusing to engage in actual conversation. And I realized these people don't read like, cause I know some of these people and like, I really, like I, I wrote a long response to a person once like, Oh, that's too long to read, you know? So it's just, and it's just a response. It's not like you wrote a novel. To the guy. Yeah. Oh, I wrote three paragraphs, but you know, it's, not, <laughs> it's not like I wrote a dissertation. Right. But, you know, I had, I cite sources and things like, cause like, if you're going to ask me a question and defend my point of view, I'm going to defend my point of view with fact. Like someone yesterday, you know, someone posted about like uh, a bad thing about Stephen Colbert and in the thread, like I wasn't going to comment, but I saw, I saw something very easy to comment back on. Cause someone's like, Oh, he's from Canada. I was like, he's not from Canada. He's from South Carolina, isn't he? So, so that's why I was like, I, he's from South Carolina. Wait, let me just fact check that. Cause I can't remember if it's South or North. So I looked it up. He was actually born in Washington, DC. Close enough. But still, so I I fact checked my, so I was just like, all I said was actually he was born in Washington, DC and I walked away. (laughs) Cause I wasn't. It's something that is so easy to fact check too. And that's that's why no one can respond back to it. Cause it was factual and you could five second Google search would show you that he was not Canadian. And I don't know why anyone thought he was Canadian. He doesn't have Canadian. It's just cause he's a liberal and he's a comedian. So they think he's Canadian. (laughs) Well, there are people that thought his character on the on Comedy Central was was like legitimate. Oh yeah, yeah. But and, and the people that see him now just think of him as the satire CBS late night show, and they don't realize like he Second City and Strangers with Candy, and you know, like he has this whole comic history. The Dana Carvey smart. show. Do you right. remember the Dana oh, Carvey show? I mean, all like seven episodes. <laughs> that was a great show, though. It was on. It was online, and I watched it maybe all. Oh, probably like six, seven years ago. Speaking of media, that, that's a lesson to don't insult your sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you will get taken off the television if you start insulting sponsors. But that was the joke about it, right? Like, All right. like every, every episode he opened up. By, and I think today though, I think it would be different. Like if he did that today in our very meme savvy culture, because that was the nineties, right? That was like late nineties. Right. Yeah, then no, they, early still 2000s. they still didn't get it. It, 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 yeah, they didn't, get didn't that. Get it that. was a joke, right? It was about it was about sponsorship right. and corporatism, because now especially in comedy. Nowadays, I feel like if he were to do that again, like if that kind of thing moment happened again, I would hope that the media companies would be a lot more savvy. Where you would, you know, he would the the, the you do a sponsorship spot before the show starts, and then he would insult that sponsor, and then the first sponsorship spot at the first commercial break should be a response to his insult in the commercial. Because then, then you have a meme culture and then, yeah, created. And then, well, that too, yeah. And then, you know, it, it would be able to get spread on social media. Right. And, you know. And, and we, got, we, got meme, we got memes going out right now, don't we? Oh, my God. I saw Oatmeal made a perfect cartoon for it. It was like, you opened the lunchbox and like one Bernie Sanders came out and that was like a lot. And then it was all of a sudden, the, he was buried in it. <laughs> and that's funny. I did that, you know corporations can use this meme now to promote themselves and against burn you know for bernie sanders and the thing with this burn these bernie sanders memes obviously that's what we're talking about if you haven't seen them you, you're not on the internet so i don't know how you're watching the show. <laughs> yeah right um but i think conservatives can use them to just to 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 dig on bernie and you know people who support bernie like love them because they love bernie 
So it's kind of like a meme. It's a meme for everybody. Every, it's well, a, he's <laughs> he's on brand. He's like, here he is. He's wearing his Vermont. He's wearing his parka. Right. And you can love that and hate it, but everyone at least like puts it out there. He's got these mittens that are made from recycled plastic from what I hear, if that's true or not. I don't know. I haven't recycled really plastic? Much. Yeah. Someone likes it. Well, that's what polyester. I mean, um, I, I, yeah. What's it called? Not polyester. Uh, you know, fleece is recycled plastic. Yeah, I, 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 she's now, I, uh, it's getting mixed up in my head, but I did hear the story about the woman who made them. I guess she's blowing up pretty good, which there, good, yeah. for, good for her. Good for her, but, right? But yeah, I know she uses recycled material. I don't know exactly what she uses. So, but you know, either way, he's, he's on brand. <laughs> they carrying the envelope thing was priceless. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> he's, he's on his way. To, you know, I'll, I'll stop by Joe's thing and then go to the post office. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Um, you just put him in all these different places, just like, uh, it's it's great and it's you know it's good uh um, and and good I branding say, it is good branding and I think like what what it is is you know it was a the day was a breath of fresh air for more than half of America and I think when you see only one meme dominating the entire internet it shows that all right we got nothing really to worry we get right now as a collective people especially the memeing creators there's nothing that we're angsting about at this current moment. There's nothing that we need to bring to attention. So we're just going to enjoy this moment and enjoy Bernie and just like, we're just going to do this for the next 24 hours because yeah, we can take we're just deep, breathing. We, we're, we're taking a breathe break. a little bit. And yeah, that, that, that was a bit, that was a big help. Um, Unless you turn you on know. Fox news. <laughs> I think even Fox news is kind of like, I no. mean, I don't obviously don't watch that much Fox <laughs> news, but <laughs> they, the, the worst thing I did see on Fox news was I mistakenly turned on the five, uh, the day of the inauguration and already they're starting with the the media is going too easy on 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 biden they're just they're softball questions and they're treating him like a king and i'm like where like where have you been the past four years like with right-wing media was doing to trump like yeah right like i mean what about ism is a thing but at the same time be have a little self-awareness you know? also i feel like on, on inauguration day it's like it's the one day of the year that should be like just today is a break day let's just celebrate the American tradition of transferring the power from one person to the next. And, and tomorrow we can start up again, what we were doing before. Right. Yeah, that's like, fair. Like, can we, can we take a collective breath for a day? I mean, I kept ruining things for Claire because I was, you know, <laughs> me, me, my cynical self. <laughs> just, <laughs> all right, let's give, cause I'm not a big tradition guy. Like I don't, you know, I'm, I, I don't, I didn't really watch much of the inauguration. Um, I watched a little bit of the lead up on the news. Oh man, I watched every um, single moment. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's not, I, I'm not a big traditions guy. It's not something that I'm like really invested in. I, you know, I, I, I know what's going to happen. Um, you know, luckily nothing, nothing out of the ordinary happened. We didn't have any, any more sieges. We didn't have any more insurrections. Yeah, there was nothing, nothing um, uh, bad happened. You know, um, I didn't really hear anything about any actual real protests. I know in, I don't know if you saw the story in Albany. One guy showed up to the Capitol building. Yeah. Oh, I saw I that. Like, I, apparently, oh, there was. Like, I, thought, I thought we were doing something today. There was like an anarchist protest out in um, Washington State. What? Forget now. When was this? There was like one city. Were they real, are they anarchists or are they? Well, I mean, they, someone spray painted the anarchy sign somewhere. Yeah, people misappropriate that a lot. I know. Well, they, I, a lot of people don't understand what anarchy actually is. That's something I've actually learned in the past couple of years. What like what anarchy too. actually is, and I think it's something because that's another thing. Like definitions of words and how words have meanings is has kind of gotten lost in this um, 
and how the meanings in this, inter, in this internet too. in this internet meme world you know where well, like say, the, even the word socialism words. you know so the word socialism the what it means to you and i and what it means to a conservative are two completely different things right and, I mean, socialism is means... like the gateway drug to communism and even communism is the gateway drug to being russia you know it's like <laughs> it's like um there's a lot of steps there's a lot there's a lot of nuance in there right because i mean Communism in itself, there's there's no state, so you can't have it like <laughs> you can't have a country and have actual communist. Like you can call yourself a communist and you can strive towards those those ideologies, but as long as there's still a, a state involved, it's not really it's not really communism by Marx's definition anyway. But like it's like I said, people use words. Well, it's also sc- and, and how America, they feel like it's they a scare defined. tactic ever since you well, know, yeah, because the Cold you know, War and. Oh, oh, communism. We're gonna, so it's easy you know, to say communism is bad, right? But yeah. most people don't actually know what communism is. Um, that goes for a lot of people on, on leftists, too, don't know what communism is. Leftists, liberals, conservatives, a lot of them don't really understand what they're talking about when they talk about communism. Um, it's just a word that kind of gets thrown around. But mm-hmm. that's, that's, our, that's, our, that's our life that we have to live with. And, you know, um, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to kind of educate people about definitions of words you know what i mean because they already have this preconceived idea of what what it is and the way well, we use words always change language is always evolving and changing language so. evolves and changes and you know if you go back thousand five whatever even a couple hundred years ago when we lived in much smaller communities you know the community could have a definition for a word and it could be a different definition in a community 500 miles away and it didn't matter because your communities were really isolated and and that that difference didn't make a diff, you know big deal now that we're basically one giant community around the world with the internet um but what you say and what someone else says and what i say we say the same word but we all have three different definitions and one person gets offended one person gets excited you know it's like we all have different reactions when someone says it because we all come from are, we still have different cultures we're growing up in, but because we are connected in this bigger way, we see things differently and we can interpret that one word many different ways. Yeah, that's a good point. Because, yeah, I mean, the world is a lot smaller now, so. Yeah, and, and like you said, uh, language is constantly changing and, and definitions of words constantly change and um, and people don't know how to, you know, and, and the idea of proper English is, as I've grown older and gotten more educated, even by listening to linguists, like the idea of what we call proper English is really just, you know, at some point Webster said, oh, we should write down how we spell words different than the English people. So we differentiate ourselves from right. England. And it's also a form of elitism, right? I mean, especially, oh, yeah. not, oh, you, you know, know it, it, isn't, it isn't too long ago where we had severe literacy issues, you know, in the world across the country, right? Like, oh, yeah. Reading, Not only is that, but, rel- re- reading is a relatively being able to read and write is a relatively the widespread ideology for you know for everybody to have right it wasn't always it wasn't always something that everyone was uh, expected to privileged, do privileged to right and, and you go back 200 years you know through 300 years uh you didn't have definitive spellings for words you know, you could, you could write things differently and still, as long as you understood the, the sentence structure, you could figure it out. Like you look, you know, people, language scholars talk about looking up old texts and everything. It's like, it's, it's barely readable because they don't have spacings between the words and words, words run into each other and yeah. the, the spellings are all different and everything. And I, I have looked at some of these old things because 
going back to Robin Hood, I got really into Robin Hood like a couple of years ago and I was like doing all this old research, trying to find like the original, like I wanted to read the original text and everything. And it was like, it was hard to read. Well, that's going how, back to Shakespeare. A lot of that Shakespeare is yeah. kind of tough to read, especially when, you know, when you are in high school, cause you're not, you're not used to the language. Um, but yeah, um, like you said, things always are changing and we have to deal with that. Spelling is something that I think is becoming kind of obsolete, right? Because of, because of the internet and because of computers and like, I, I know, I think we've talked about this before about how I've definitely become a worse speller because of the computers, because everything is just spell checked for me. I, I just have to come close to a word. <laughs> It'll tell me what it is. So I, I found myself recently, like as I type, I skip words unintentionally. Like I say it in my head, but like my fingers just don't type it out. And it's always like the, it's, it's always like the in-between words, like to or the, and things like that, or of, or it, but I'm just missing it because my head's it's thinking head faster so than, quick, I can type, yeah. than I can type. And then I look back at my sentence, and I got all these underlined words. I'm like, why is that? Oh, because I forgot that or this, or I forgot a letter on the end of this word for no apparent reason. It's not like I don't know how to spell it. It's just my brain and fingers aren't working in the same uh, world anymore. And thank God for Grammarly or else <laughs> I'd have really bad emails. Yeah, they so basically write themselves now, don't they? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now it was the predictive text, like all my emails are just like did you want to say this oh yeah, yeah thank you yeah i guess i did it's remember clippy remember microsoft of course clippy? I remember clippy. It's, like, it's basically that now except it just does it for you instead of like oh it looks like you're writing a letter <laughs> it looks like you're writing a resume this is what you just just put it out there um but yeah a uh, busy week this week obviously um so i watched day, uh, Monday. Like, you said you didn't watch most of it. i watched all of it really did you and like, it's, just not, it's just not something that I'm, I've always, I've never really been interested in, you know, in watching inaugurations. It's just, it's, it's pageantry for the sake of pageantry. And I get, I get it. Like I, it's, 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 I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just not for me. It's just not my thing. I feel you. Um, um, and you know, that's another thing too. I mean, and it's, you know, I, I do it too. So I'm not saying I'm immune to it, but you know, treating politicians as celebrities, I think is an issue. Um, you know, even, like I said, I, I, I do it a little bit too, right? These, these Bernie memes are a good example. Um, you I know, mean, treating I, politicians I, as celebrities, that's what got us in trouble with Trump. Right. Well, <laughs> treating, that's kind of the opposite, treating celebrities like politicians. Yeah, <laughs> so right. got us in trouble. He was a celebrity. Uh, treating politicians like celebrities. Um, but idolizing them, basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not, they're, I mean, we can idolize their ideas. And I think that's what draws me to somebody like Bernie Sanders, even though I'm probably, technically to the left of Bernie Sanders, but he's at least represents something that's closer to my ideology than, than most people out there. So, you know, promoting him like that, I, you know, I see as a positive thing, but at the same time, you know, I don't want to glorify politicians to the point of, I don't want to glorify really anybody to the point of celebrism to the, for right. that matter. Like, you, you know, people aren't, people aren't meant to be worshiped. Like um, people, you know, it's, it's easy. It's, it's then easy to like, uh skip over people's flaws and 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 issues if you if you treat them you know to uh put them on a pedestal to say i guess that's right. what i'm trying to say um so that's you know i and yeah do i am i immune to that no of course not um uh, but I don't at think least anybody's I try, immune right at least i try to be conscious of it so that's something that that's something people should sort of take away from from the inauguration because and you know if you want to take a day and, and talk about you know politicians fashion choices and 
and uh, you know, Star Spangled, who sang the Star Spangled Banner, and what they were wearing, and how they looked. That's that's not necessarily a terrible thing, but it's it's not what we need to focus on, right? Well, I mean, she, was, what, she like, was she dressed up like the Hunger organ- Games. News organization should be focused on, right? But it was kind of um, it was a dove with an olive branch in her in, in the mouth, but the brooch looked very much like the mockingbird brooch from the Hunger Games. I just see. I didn't even see that. People like it was that very. Reference. It was very like I'm gonna. You know, it's, it's Lady Gaga, so she's always over the top. But it was, it was regal over the top. It wasn't like outlandish. You know, it was it was very regal. She wasn't wearing a meat suit. No, she was not wearing a meat suit. That would have. See if she came out in the meat suit, I would have. I would have popped for that. It, it was, I thought I I popped for it. It was great. It, it was it was a great uh, rendition. Um, I was so talking about you know idolizing politicians, you know. If you listen to the speeches of the day, there's the huge contrast between the Trump farewell speech versus the Biden inauguration speech because and the Trump was mostly I, 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 I. And then Biden was we, 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 we. Yeah, Biden was Biden did a good job. He was very deliberate in the narrative that he wanted to set um, throughout the day. It was, you know, he he knew he needed to come out and, and be humble. And as a contrast to Trump, right, as a mm-hmm. contrast to the last four years, he needed to talk to, to the American people instead of saying things or everything about what he's going to do and how he's going to do things. He, needs to, he, he needed to go reach out to, to the people and say, this is, this is what we need to do as a country. And that, you know, that's language is important, like we just talked about, right? And that, that driving that narrative is, as, as a contrast to Trump is kind of, is, is you know, a good message to send to people that it's not about it's not about joe biden like don't don't make joe biden your savior because he's he's not going to be your savior people I, I, right everyone i think most people know this <laughs> joe like and that's that and that was the problem with the author 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 authoritarian right was they put trump on this pedestal and now that he's gone there a lot of these like right-wing conspiracy theorists are lost Oh yeah, let's talk about that for a minute. Because yeah. if you go on any of the the chat groups, you know, and I've been reading articles because you know they're looking into it. You know, first of all, you have the Proud Boys that are now denouncing Trump, calling him weak. Yeah, it's like you know, and then you have QAnon people going like, you know, you could see like the thread of them like, oh, it's gonna happen now. Oh, here it comes, and then like, oh my God, it didn't happen. We were lied to. We wasted our lives. Yeah, they you got know, sold like, a bad bill of goods. Um. It, I, I think it was. So I think it was Sam fractions. Cedar. Was I think it was Sam Cedar? I was watching. He brought up this point um, about the the end of the world people, and I mean, we might have even talked about this like last week or a couple of weeks ago, and how when they set a date, yeah, for <laughs> this is the world's going to end on January twenty second, and January twenty second comes around, and the world doesn't end. They need to they. They, they need something to, to, to fall back on. So inevitably what happens is they go, oh, we, we got this date wrong or we got this, you know. We miscalculated they're, look, the they're, look, they're, they're trying to find patterns where there aren't patterns. Right. And they realize that this didn't work out for them. So now they need to go back and find where they missed the pattern and make up a new pattern and say, oh, it's going to happen in uh, May, May, May 27th. Right. So, and then May 27th rolls around, it doesn't happen. And things keep just happening. So it's the same idea here with with Trump, Trump's Trump's. Oh, it's it's it, we're gonna do it on the on January or first it was. Or, um, we're gonna 
we're going to overturn the election before they certify the result. Oh, the results got certified. All right, we're going to overturn the election like mm-hmm. we're, we're, um, when they when the electoral college votes. That didn't happen. Okay, um, Mike January Pence 6th. Mike Pence is going to help us. Mike, Pen- Mike Pence will save us. Mike Pence will he'll, 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 he'll say, no, these votes, we can't certify, we can't count these votes. That didn't happen. They stormed the Capitol. And then... That really didn't they, happen. That, they got... They got a lot of pushback, rightfully so, for you know trying to cause an insurrection of, of the United States. So then it was on inauguration day, but because of what they did on the sixth, January sixth, inauguration day rolled around and they they were squashed. Right, they had no chance of doing anything um, by that point. Mm-hmm. And now it's, I don't know. Honestly, I don't. I don't know what they're saying now. I, I've heard things. This was before the inauguration that in in, in March they're going to have somehow Trump is going to come out and and force a new election, or in, in, you know. Oh, I've heard that actually uh, behind the scenes that they actually came to an agreement and they they did they did find the Democrats guilty of things, but they don't believe that the American people can handle the truth. So that Trump is actually the shadow president, and so anything that happens in the next four years is actually Trump's doing. And Biden's just out there as a puppet. I also saw one as it was, there was a face-off one. <laughs> I did see that one <laughs> where they said that they were going to change faces, and it's actually Trump that's in Biden's. <laughs> I can't even get through it. Time, it's, I can't. When was, last, when, was like, time, when was the last time you saw Trump and Biden in the same place together? I don't know, but he would have to also have like a lap band surgery at the same time. Yeah, fa- in order to be the same. <laughs> also, Face Off is a fictional movie. Like, yeah, we we're, we're not that good yet at plastic surgery. Where Wait, we can, it's a fictional movie. We, we can do something like that. Yeah, it was not a documentary. Oh, I um, I thought every Nicolas Cage movie is a documentary. No, just National Treasure. That's the only one that was actually. You didn't actually, get to that. You didn't get to that Community episode yet, right? That's like season three. Oh, the Nick Cage episode. Yeah, the Nick like. Nick Cage, no, good. If, Nick if Cage nobody bad. knows what we're, we're talking about. I'll plug my YouTube channel. Just another guy talking about stuff on YouTube. I have a, I have a series on, on community that I'm doing episode by episode running down. I'm currently writing the script for episode nine. So I'm still very early in the series. We should have a community podcast on top of this too. But, oh, I like, I have time for all these podcasts. <laughs> I know. You, you, that means you, I have to watch all of community again. You kept, you keep isn't a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. You just it's not a bad thing as well. Um, Although I don't, I find myself not having time to really watch TV these days. So, um, there, there is that problem. Did you, did, you probably haven't watched WandaVision yet, then, have you? I did. I did watch the first two episodes of WandaVision. Yeah, we'll get off track a little bit here. Talk about something a little bit later. How, what did you think of WandaVision? So, what I, um, I, I like it. <laughs> okay. Hot take. I'm sorry. In my head, like, because like I, I knew someone from high school who was like trashing it online. I'm like, you just don't understand what's happening yet, because well, it's not. For, it's definitely not for everybody. No, but as my other friends, like this is more comic love. Like this is more relates to the Marvel comic universe than the the cinema universe. Like the the feel of it. If that's the thing too i don't know how invested i would be in the show if it if i wasn't invested already in this in this universe right right because this marvel cinematic universe is just it's been going on for over 10 years now and i am very invested <laughs> like i hate to say like i'm very invested in in the universe and the characters and what where, where the direction it's going and it's just one of those things where like if i if i wasn't as invested in the universe i'm not sure if i would like it as much it's clever 
I now they I think, they haven't announced when in the timeline this takes place, have they? I don't think I've seen that. No, I mean if I if and you know spoilers. Alert. Yeah, we're talking about Wandavision, so if you watched it yet or the all of Marvel, uh, skip ahead. Yeah, I don't. I mean, that's another thing too. You don't need to have watched everything. Um, no. obviously, you know, in in uh, Infinity War, Vision Vision was crushed by by Thanos, and it didn't seem like he got brought back after um, after Endgame. So that that's kind of that's kind of a that's kind of a weird mix. And Wanda's um, you know Wanda's powers were never really fully explained either. So, like in the comics, you know, if you if you read the comics, you know that she has basically unlimited power. Um, right. She's she's, most, she's like she's the one person that characters. Thanos is really afraid of. Yeah, she's one of the most powerful characters in the entire universe because she can manipulate reality basically without a stone. <laughs> so, which is um, what's happening in WandaVision, really? Right, and that's and that's kind of like the. Um, oh, that's why I think you need to be in the comics a little bit too to kind of get it because it's like then you understand like. Yeah, has she has she been put there by somebody? Is she doing this herself unconsciously? Um, well, it seems like you know, someone's trying to talk to her because, like, in the yeah, second you get those episode, little elements, you like, get that radio that where someone was like trying to talk to, like, Wanda, are you there? Wanda, are you there? Right? Or why are you doing this? I think someone said. Yeah. Um, so or who's or who's doing this to you? Right, that's what it was. So, so there's a little bit of mystery there. So, like, um, I'm thinking, like, I don't even know if Vision's actually real in the series. Right, that's my you point know, too. Dude. Is she is she, she imagining all her? Did she bring Vision back unintentionally or, or intentionally? Did, or I did this know. take place before Infinity Wars on a, a thing that we never even saw? You know, because there was a whole gap between Avengers three and Avenger. I mean, Avengers two and Avengers three, where basically she's on house arrest for a long time. <laughs> so, is, you know, was there a storyline that we just didn't explore in the in the movies? that this is doing now, you know? Right. So there's a lot of questions and that's what I like about it. It's like, and, then, and this is why I think some people are like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't like it, whatever. And it's like, cause people get, people today are just like, they want to know the answer. They, they want to watch the movie and get to the end or they want to like, you know, know what's going on. They want to read the spoilers, whatever. Yeah, people, can't just, shows. people can't just enjoy the ride and be like, I don't know what's going on and I like it. Yeah, I try, I really try hard to avoid things like trailers anymore. Right, because um, trailers give too much away. Or the internet. Yeah, I don't. I don't want. Like, I didn't. I didn't watch any of the trailers for WandaVision. Like, when it comes to the, these Marvel movies, and <laughs> you know, my 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 simping for Disney be damned. Um, but I like I'm invested in it already. Right. I'm gonna go watch the. I'm gonna go watch the movies. I'm gonna go watch the shows. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't need to watch the trailer to get hyped for it. Right. So it's like I know I'm gonna do this. Why watch the trailer and and potentially have things spoiled for me? Um, I know some people do like to do that to, to like comb through like the Easter eggs in the trailers and be like and try to, um, you know, predict what's going to happen and stuff like that. That's 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 not I, for me. I, speaking of Easter eggs, I think the use of the term Easter egg is too liberal these days because they they say like, oh, thirteen Easter eggs you didn't see in Iron Man. I'm like, those aren't all necessarily just Easter eggs. They're just clever placements of things like that are relevant to the universe. Like an Easter egg is like something's truly hidden where it's like, you know, the, the director put this thing that means something to the director in the background. Not like, um, you know, in the background, you can see a, a picture of um, Stark's father with Captain America in the background of Tony Shelf in his workshop. Like, that's not an Easter egg. That's just clever set design. It's just a reference, basically. Right. Which so, is... like, what people call Easter eggs, like, because, you know, you'll, you'll see the YouTube videos like, oh, 20 Easter eggs you didn't see in Avengers. 
No, those aren't what's 20 the idea eggs. behind it? What's we're talking about language again? What's the idea behind an Easter egg? Is something that's is is hidden? Well, yeah, yeah. But so like, also, but Easter eggs can also be kind of hidden in plain sight, right? Right, but so, like you know, when we talk about Easter eggs, I think about the original like computer software Easter eggs and video game Easter eggs, where like the first Easter egg you can think of is uh from um, what's the name of the game? Adventure. Adventure. Adventure? Yeah. Adventure. Where where if you go if you go to the right spot, you see the credits for who created the the game um that's like the first known easter egg like and I, I remember when we first had a computer there were like excel easter eggs where if you like went to like this cell and that cell and typed in this equation uh, a video game popped up right <laughs> like those are easter eggs you know right because you had to you had to look for them a little bit more and it wasn't yeah. like you know so to me an easter egg is a little bit more you know it's not just like oh clever set design because they're you know in this world of being hypersensitive to things and especially with marvel having such a rich history through the comics and everything, you know, you can have a set designer who's very up on with an end director, whoever's, you know, they know what's in the universe. They're very, you know, very intelligent on what, what was there. They know what fans are going to be looking for. So they put those things there intentionally. And, and like everything is placed exactly where it's supposed to be. There's no, nothing hidden. It's like, this is going here because we want you to see it. Yeah, and you'll get excited when you see it. You know, it's right. it's not. I wouldn't call it an Easter egg. That's all. I don't know. I'm rant rant over. Yeah, I think that's that's being a little nitpicky, but whatever. I'm sorry. Hey, you know that's what? That's, your, what that's, what your, that's your that's choice. What I do. If you want to, if you if you if you not want to call it, that's fine. I, I don't know. Call them Easter eggs. Don't call them Easter eggs. What would you call them then? Just references? They're just references. It's references. I don't know. They're just normal references. They're not. I you know what it is it? it I get more annoyed because it's more of like a clickbait thing now. They call it Easter eggs so that way I click on the article or I click on the video to watch it and realize. Well, I also think we, I, like I we knew said, that, right? like, like we just talked about the language involves, right? And now yeah. an Easter egg can't doesn't just mean um, like what you said in, in video games and computers. There's a little bit more out in the open, and you know some people have Easter egg hunts where they put the Easter eggs when they're very easy to find because they don't want to have smelly eggs that they that they never find, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is fine too. I just saw. Um, it's more it, inclusive. We need to we, see. We, language needs to be more inclusive, and you know that's. I'm gonna have to push back on the Easter egg. Uh, all right, that's fine. Debate. We can, dis- we can that, disagree. It's okay. If, yeah, actually, our our podcast is a lot more fun when we disagree. So that's idea. Okay, this is crossfire now. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't know. Maybe we'll maybe we'll get into a little bit more disagreements now that that Biden's president. Um. So I can we can start. Well, he had a slew, I can start pushing back against Biden, but uh, slew we'll of executive to, orders on we'll day get back one. To, yeah, we'll get back to more serious topics. Um, actually, a lot of his executive orders I was pretty happy with. Um, I mean, they were pretty softballs, right? There was basically just reversing a lot of bad Trump decisions. That, and that's usually what happens day one and day two. Yeah, is um, and that happens every presidency when you change parties, where you you know. Obama comes in, signs orders to overturn that things that Bush did. Bush comes in, overturns things that Clinton did. Right. It was just the fact that I think Trump did so many things that were just so egregious to so many people that um, that Biden. There were some easy victories there, like like trans people in, in the military. Like that's a, that's a pretty easy that's a pretty easy yes. Like right. yeah, that's good. Like um, that's hey, if, you, if you want to put your life on the line for to protect our country, I don't care who you are. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go do it. I mean trans people are cheap people too and they have they have just the same amount of rights to join the military right. as anybody else exactly um personally isn't something for me no but i'm not gonna knock anybody that goes into it um things like the xl pipeline i, I saw i saw somebody 
I think wrote a letter to um, the roundtable on NPR last night. and said, "Yeah, Biden's first day, and he and he already they already lost twenty thousand jobs." And it was referring to the people working on the XL pipeline. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, it's a good thing though. Like, like I'm not going to cry over people losing jobs and working on the XL though. pipeline. Because I also heard conflicting reports. Because like, hasn't it been stalled in the courts anyways? Like, um, so I thought they weren't actually doing work. Well, on it's, it. it's it's it's. I think they. I mean, it's had leaks already, so I'm pretty sure it's it's at least partially functional. No, so like they've been building it, but um, another report I was hearing on NPR was the fact that they you know it's not completed because there's it's been stalled in the courts for so long so my my other thought is and maybe i have to do a little bit more reading on it but yeah there's twenty thousand jobs that are hypothetical like it's not like they're actively building necessarily the people were gonna have those jobs right now either so right it's not like people are actually out there it's there's not twenty thousand people that i know of actually out there right now working on the pipeline it's just that if it got approved there'd be twenty thousand people out there working on it but again, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cry over people losing jobs over the XL pipeline. It's had the same deal in New York recently, and you you do kind of feel bad because what happened in New York recently, right before Christmas, is Cuomo closed um, a few prisons, and that didn't make the correctional officers very happy, especially no. right before Christmas. And I, I get it. I'm, I'm I'm sorry that you lost lost your job working in a prison, but at the same time, closing prisons seems like a good thing to me. Like I don't like we already have enough people in prisons in this country. The mm-hmm. fact that we're closing prisons for me is like that's that's kind of a, a good a good move, right? That's a good that's a positive that's a positive step. I'm I'm really sorry that you lost your job. It does suck for you. But if we had a system where you weren't so reliant on that job either, like maybe you wouldn't take it so so personally, right? And, and you know, and what you and I are looking at is, you know, he's signing these things, you know, XL pipeline, even the prison thing. It's it's a what we call a short term pain. For a long-term gain, it's the right. long play. We're 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 stopping the pipeline because the company that make is making it. They already have a history of oil leaks in the Dakotas. Um, you know, so the they're running, already had the pipe. That the XL pipeline has already had leaks, right. right? And so, so you have water supplies that people are rely on that have been tainted with oil. So you know, yeah, maybe you know, ten thousand people aren't working, but at least a hundred thousand people have clean water to drink now. Yeah. You know, so you're, you're saving lives. You, yeah, you lost jobs, but you saved a lot more lives. And again, for, if we had, a, if we had a system where people weren't so reliant and there's, and this is like UBI? People, people get, people get with socialism. Like, Oh, you just don't want people to work. No people in socialism need ownership over your labor. That's, that's a big part of what socialism is. That's the definition of socialism. But at the same time, like if you didn't have a job, I want you to be able to have a house and be able to eat and have clean water. Right. And, and if you lose your job healthcare. at no fault of your own, you like, I don't want you to go on the street all of a sudden because the prison closed and you lost your job, you know? Well, <laughs> so like, I don't want, any, I don't care if it's your, I don't care if it's your fault. You got fired. I still think you deserve at least a roof over your house and in, in some kind of manner and food and water and healthcare and access to education. Like, I don't think those are hard things in, in, in the 21st century to strive for. No, I mean, we, we should have universal housing for everybody. Like, even though, like the fact that we have homeless in America- It's ridiculous. Pisses me off. Right, because it shouldn't, it shouldn't be happening. It would cost less for us to build housing for the homeless than the programs we currently have for the homeless. Like building um, like spikes underneath bridges. Like that's, oh. 
know, if we just built, if we built low cost housing that homeless people could live in and call their own until they got a job. And then even after they got a job, they don't have to move out right away. Don't, don't make it like, Oh, now you have a job. Now you have to go find a place. Cause that's what happens is like, they go through phases. Like you only qualify for getting this if you're, you know, this poor, but once you get past a certain threshold, you no longer qualify for this help. So we're going to kick you out of this system now and you have to go find something else. It's like, Oh, all of a sudden I found a job making $10 an hour. It doesn't mean I can go afford a rent somewhere all of a sudden and, and pay buy groceries. It's like, it doesn't work that way, but that's how the system is built. It's like, as soon as, you, as soon as they think that you're on your feet, they kick you out. Well, you bring up the dollar, like the minimum wage is, um, is one thing that Biden's working on, but by the time now we have $15 an hour, something we've been fighting for, for I feel like almost 10 years, it's that's, that's not going to be enough. And this is what keeps happening is that by the time the fight is over, the fight is moved on and, and, and moved on to worse right. things. So, you know, you know so, gonna... so someone I know posted a meme. It was like, you know, if you're, if you're complaining, about, you shouldn't be complaining about people getting $15 an hour. You should be more complaining about that. You're not getting paid more an hour. Well, that's and, another thing too. And people are, um, especially on the right are very good at pitting like the middle class versus like the lower class. Um, right saying he, that they don't they don't deserve what you have and it's that's ridiculous well well meanwhile people are making what you make in a year in, in a day just keep the keep keep the people with pitchforks and torches fighting against each other that's all it is right and they'll stay right. away and from then, the castle and then the capitalist then the capitalists win but yeah and someone replied to that that comment and they're they like oh well you know you anyone can make it if you don't like what you're doing go find another job if you don't get paid enough I looked at his profile. I was like, that's very white privilege of you to say. Yeah. The whole, uh, the whole bootstrap thing. And, oh, yeah. um, and that was another one. Like the, so I got this up here. I I've had this up on my screen for a while. Cause I, I saw this the other day, someone I know put this up and the, the meme was the rich keep getting richer because the poor thinks every opportunity is a scam. And I was like, wow, it's a weird take. Yeah. Well, this person's also promoting like their their Bitcoin business kind oh, of thing. <laughs> and it's like, so well, and I and I kind of replied like, also, <laughs> the inequities built into the system that intentionally keep poor people down and make it harder for us to go. Yeah, and it's like, no, but if you, I'm like, look, I don't disagree. And here's I'm gonna say I don't disagree that if you work really hard, you can do anything. Look, we have someone who is the daughter of Jamaican and Indian immigrants that is now the vice president. They came from very little and they worked really hard to get there. But there was a lot of, there was also a lot of things that helped her get there, busing programs and things like that. You're looking at me funny, like, what are you talking about? Yeah, you're talking about Kamala Harris. President. Um, didn't, didn't she come, didn't her family come from a very like wealthy background? I don't at know least. the whole thing, but they're still immigrants, that's my point. But, right. you know, and you have some people that came from very poor backgrounds that do make it somewhere and they work very hard. No, yeah, it's not, it's but, not impossible. But my point and, is that it's very, a lot easier if you're a white guy, because there's certain things built into the system that just make it easier. If you know people, it's easier. If your dad is a friend with somebody else, it's easier to get somewhere versus the people that don't have those connections. Yeah, connections a- get you everywhere. And, and wealth gets you a lot faster. You can make it anywhere if you try hard enough, but some people have to work a lot harder to get to the same place. 100%. What, yeah, white privilege is a very hard thing to, un, to explain to somebody who's, who's, not, 
presumably not well-off white person um, because, because we also do have economic privilege in this country, right? Um, but even statistically, you can, you can look at things and say um, people of color who have the same opportunities as people who as white people still don't statistically and this is this is a problem too because then you start people start talking about individuals and you, and, you, and and when we're talking about this you can't talk about individuals because you can always no. find stories right you always um, find that you know that wealthy you know you can always find out american right? family like down the if, street even if it's 80 and 20 percent right you can find a there's a big number in that 20 percent but that's still a pretty and i don't know i mean i'm just putting out generic numbers but that 20 percent is still a there's a lot of people, but it still shows a pretty big disparity between the mm-hmm. two groups. Um, so, so yeah, it's explaining white privilege to, to somebody, to a white person who's not well off is, is, is difficult um, because of that. But it, because um, they don't see the privilege in what they've done. Cause it, cause if they're poor, they're like, well, I don't, I don't right, because economic do. privilege is also a thing as well, but right. you know, it, it, people don't like to believe in things like statistics because statistics, can be manipulated um, to to prove a point if you really don't know what you're looking for. Yeah, you can always massage the data in a certain way if you know yeah. how to do it. Yeah, and, and that's and that's, why, and that's, and that's why what Fox News is great trust, at. Well, that's why a lot of people don't trust statistics, even though if you explain to somebody like statistically this and statistically that, they'll just say, "Well, you're just manipulating the data without actually looking at the data because it just goes against their their core beliefs." So, right. But thankfully, we're back to a time where we're listening to scientists for policy. At least we're doing that. Bring it um, back. Bring it back to reality here. You know, Fauci, Fauci, Fauci went to the, the WHO conference. We're back. We're back in the World Health Organization. We're back in the um, Paris Climate Accord. Back in the Paris Climate Accord. See, which which apparently, like, according to um, uh, Craig Munster, uh, <laughs> it thinks that we're just appeasing the people of Paris um, and doesn't realize it's what called the Paris Climate Accord because that's where it's signed. Like. Like, like, I, like he, he's not a dumb person. Like, right? Is he is uh, he, he graduated it, from Harvard Law? He's not a dumb. Like, he makes something know, my wife says all the time. Like, is he that dumb, or is it that we're just manipulating the populace? He must. He has to be because he's not that dumb. He can't. I be. hope not. It's impossible for me to think that someone can graduate from Harvard Law and be that obtuse. And that's the thing. Like, again, I don't like to call people dumb. I don't like to call people stupid. Even people that or don't really use their brain that much. I don't like to call them stupid because it's more of a like intellectual curiosity, right? A lot of people just stop when they get to their, to their mindset, right? And I'm pretty sure, I'm sure I've been guilty of it. And I'm sure everyone's guilty of it to a I think everyone's extent. guilty of it. But when, especially when these like conspiracy theorists stay, say, you know, always ask questions, always be skeptical. But it seems like you're always skeptical until you get to a certain point. Like you see this in like flat earth societies, right? They're like, it's, they're, we're, we're just skeptics. We're just asking questions. Like, like, could the earth be flat? I don't know. I've never seen the earth from, from outer space. They could be lying to us. And yeah, like you can't prove a lot of these things other than the, like things like flight navigation and, and, math. and gra- gravitational pulls. And, and, and that the but, once, but, then, but once you get to that right. point, it's like, they, because it's so it's so complex and so really hard to understand. Because um, they don't understand calculus, right? And I don't. I, I mean, I took a good amount of calculus in, in college, and I've forgotten most of it by now. But even same, I'm even going to say like, 
it, a lot of these complex issues, you get to a certain point where it's like, you either have to like, you have to start trusting people right, to a it, certain it, extent. Your, your knowledge base only goes so far as an individual, like whatever you study, that's your knowledge wheel. And like, you know, a certain amount and you either get to a, a part where you accept like, okay, I know up to the here. And from then on, I'm going to let the experts take it. Cause I just, my, I'm not going to dedicate my brain power personally to try to figure that out. Cause I don't have the time. I don't have the knowledge for it, but I'm aware that I don't have the knowledge for it. So I'm going to trust the people that I've been studying it for 30 years. Yeah. And that, and that's what Versus, formal education really does. Right. And that's what, that's what yeah. formal education is about. It's, a, it's not necessarily about learning a specific subject. You do obviously learn a specific subject and, and you're able to focus on that subject, but it also gives you the ability to parse information and, and learn how to parse information and learn how to kind of decide what's bad information and what's good information. And just, just so you don't believe like what's been hammered into your brain. Um, a good example yesterday, I saw a post, from I don't follow too many conservatives on Facebook anymore. I'm obviously I, I, the unfollow button's been my big friend for the past four years. But I do follow a few of them because, like, I know their hearts are in the right place. <laughs> right, their their minds might always be in the right place, but their hearts are always in the right place. And I saw a, a post got shared. It was just a screenshot of an article, and basically, the article it was just a screenshot of the headline of an article, right? And so it wasn't even a link to an article. And basically said something like, you know, hours after Joe Biden's inaugurated, the World Health Organization admits to um, falsely reporting, like they're in, in, they had inaccurate testing, and they 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 over exemplified the, the number of positive cases. And I'm like, I just I messaged, I, I I commented, and I was like, I'm like, where are you getting this information from? And so I I Google the headline, and it's from some white ring white right-wing conspiracy theorist who's been caught lying plenty of times before about coronavirus and the the article had no verifiable facts in it it was basically just saying like what the headline said it had a it had a link to a tweet which was no longer available because i'm sure twitter shut it down because it was false information um but that's another thing too is like people just are now are saying well twitter's just banning things that are true because they don't want you to know the truth Right. Oh, that's all. It's so all how, part of the know, deep state you, cabal, you know? Yeah. Well, that's how do you, so how do you parse this information when you, you don't even believe that, like you believe that Twitter is so entrenched in this conspiracy that for some reason it helps Twitter to report fake news or, or at least get rid of, or at least get rid of um, information that's, that's real, but you know what I'm trying to say? I do. I, it, um, it, it, it's, it's, words. And then, and then I even asked, like, where's the where where's the where's the report from from the World Health Organization saying that they they admitted this? And then right. I there was nothing because because if because it, if it's true, they would have a press release. And you just sent me a shrug emoji, like I don't know. Like where's where's the, like, the press release from the WHO? This? They they would have a press release. If that was a fact. <laughs> something. You know? I mean, this guy's reporting on this guy's apparently reporting on something, but at the same time. There's nothing that he's reporting. Because like, that's how the person. real that's how the real news works. Like if the WHO was going to do that, they would have a press release that's a publicly available on their website. And then all the news outlets around the world would take that press release and basically rehash the information to our article with right. other information I mean, around it. Even Fox News, for as for as much as they they distort truth and 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 misalign like facts, they at least have sources to their well, they used to. 
they, they've taken away another actual news program. So they have, Breath, I forget right? how many hours they have. Like only, it's only like three or four hours of actual news programs in their twenty-four hour cycle. Like in the mid-afternoon, right? Like because yeah, of the, exactly. The and it's not even like during like a prime thing. time area. Like all, and this is what I think. And this is the problem with Fox News and what most people don't realize with the cable news shows. But you know, Fox News, MSNBC, CNN. You know, they're twenty-four hours. You can't just talk about news. You can't. Well, sorry, you can talk about it. You can't just report news for twenty-four hours. No, because it's not that much stuff. Not, not that much happens. Right? So or at least interesting stuff, right? Yeah, significant stuff that you should talk about at a national level. Like locally, yeah, you you know, if you want to go town to town around the world, you could do that. Um, but so so most of these 24-hour news networks have what are called opinion shows. So, you know, the the five, Fox and Friends, Hannity, um, the other jerk. Tucker. Tucker. Uh, these are just these are opinion shows they're not news shows they're taking the news of the day and they're giving their opinion about it and they're right, talking and about just, it with their constituent you know, with their pundits right, so and it's, it's the same with news. the liberals yeah right it's you, just, know, I, you know i don't i don't say i get my news from from msnbc i do listen to a good amount of opinion from msnbc but i don't you know, watch cnn at all joe scarborough is a I, I think they write a line a little bit they do report news but they also give their opinion on the news so they, they're they're well, they're a little they're a little more steeped in fact. Let's that's that's yeah. I'll give them, I'll give them that, but it's still opinion. The guys like Ari Melber and um, Anderson Art. Cooper is an opinion show. Yeah, um, I would say Wolf Blitzer is more of a reporter. Um, yeah, he also he also did terrible on Jeopardy. So like I said, I don't I don't really watch CNN. Um, it's well, not really I, my, it's not I, really my speed, <laughs> but I, honestly, I usually stick to like ABC because I find them kind of middle but, of the road. But where do you get where do you get your actual news from? Because I get my, I get I get my news from NPR, um, BBC, NPR, BBC, and, yeah. and the AP, which a lot of the NPR comes from the AP. But um, I also I I read the New York Times email every morning. So they have I, a read, I get I get the email. I, mean, I rarely read. Yeah, it. I, I subscribe to it. So it well, because at the end I get to reward myself by doing the crossword puzzle. There you go. They have like, the mini crossword puzzle every day. But, you know, it's, it's basically, it's, you know, they cover like the top six news stories of the day. And it's a very, and it's a very small, like paragraph, kind of like a news brief with links to other articles. Right. And, and the thing about the New York Times, you know, the person that does it, it's, and they don't just link to their own articles all the time. They'll link to the Atlantic, they'll link to Washington Post, they link to other news outlets. So they'll be like, so-and-so, you know, they, they'll be like, oh, the Washington Post did this great graphic about this, the, you know, this uh, publication did a story about that so they link outward uh, so they're not just homogeneous in their own um newspaper they actually do link out to other news news sources as well uh, so it's, it's just a nice way to start the day i think yeah, like, yeah. i read it before i even get out of bed but then yeah, but like, that's that's the thing that people like i don't think a lot of like um the mainstream people in the world don't really have a hard time differentiating between opinion and news and right, opinion's when, fun, right? Opinion's a lot more fun to watch than just like these are the facts. This is what that's what we're doing right now, right? <laughs> right, we're giving our opinion. Hopefully, it's fun for people to listen to. Um, but like, it is, it's it's more entertaining. So I, when you're when you when you're sitting down and watching television, or on your on on the computer watching you know YouTube videos, or even I do watch a lot of political commentary on on YouTube. Like I I watch a lot of Sam Cedar. Um, I watch Vosh. Um, the surf times is, is a pretty cool channel that I, that I like to watch. Um, cause there's really not a lot of leftist <laughs> opinion out there. Um, 
you know so youtube's a good place to go for that um but it, it's also a good place for the right-wing conspiracy theorists to put their information well in I, I feel like it, you know i've thought about that before it's like you see you know the right wing always has like the rush limbaugh's and and, and the other you know um info wars and all things like that and I'm like, where's the left's version of that i was like oh the left doesn't have a version of that because we don't just sit there spewing lies for four hours no and it's like even um, Rush Limbaugh. I, I watched a clip of Rush Limbaugh, like right after the inauguration, spewing stuff. I was like, "What are you even talking about?" Yeah, I used to, uh, I used to be able to listen to Rush, and then something happened, and I don't know what it was. Was it and you or him that changed? I just had to stop. Like at least he, I thought he was like energy. Like he was, he obviously was a blowhard, and he was basically just an awful person. But he was kind of entertaining to yell at. And then it just got, it just got really, really bad. Like, and it was towards the end of the Obama term, second term, I think, where it's just, he's just starting to get so ridiculous that it was just like, I can't listen to this anymore. It's, it's gone from like entertaining to yell at you to just like, almost like feeling sorry for like, he has to start competing with your, Alex you Jones, and your, you and your audience. He turned, you know, that's what it is. Maybe like he was getting like that Alex Jones, like when your competitors start like, ramping it up, you got to ramp it up too. Yeah, maybe that's what maybe maybe it was in strict competition with with uh with tinfoil Alex Jones over there. Um, that guy is crazy. <laughs> I was just like, I'm gonna start an Alex. I'm gonna start a liberal Alex Jones channel. I'm like, I can't lie. So how could I do that? Yeah, you can't. I mean, you start conspiracy then, and oh, then you just get the credit. That's the thing with like leftists too, and um, even liberals more often. They're they're their arguments need to be a little bit more fact-based sound and fact-based and we have citations can't. yeah and I, I don't know i don't know how conservatives get away with it i I'm, that's one of my biggest struggles understanding uh, conservative mindsets is like when you read conservative opinion and you go this isn't this isn't how the world works this isn't well because because at least how the world shouldn't work because a lot of times about the people... like, a lot of times it is this is the way the world's going and this is the way the world has been forever yeah. so why are we changing it it's been it's been great right <laughs> and it's like no it hasn't been great for a good amount of people like, it like most been, of the people it, most of the people even some of the even a lot of the people listening to you it hasn't been great for but you but you still think the other side is out out to get you or or like satanists or <laughs> or or witches yeah. I know, Which, I know you oh, want yeah. to talk about Lady Gaga being 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 called a yeah, witch. Yeah, I saw I saw that. It was like someone's like it was a uh, some Christian conservative talking about like I know the signs of the Ala cult because I was in one and you know that the brooch thing is like a symbol of this. I'm like, no, it's just like. And number one, what's so bad to... about being a witch? That <laughs> yeah. doesn't. That sounds also, awesome. <laughs> that sounds awesome to me. Also, I know witches. They're not bad. Right. <laughs> like it's just another, and that's another thing. Like. The, the it's a, way, a, it's a way of othering right it's another way of like, it, you know well it's because it's the witch hunt like than. they think of witches as evil because that's how it was written about but like if you were a witch like practicing wiccan like anyone i know that practices wiccan isn't you know they're they're it's just another religion that believes in a power and tries to do and good with it yeah and it's a pretty like diverse religion as far as ideologies go right it's yeah. not like i mean there are there's no there centralized are, like no, there's Church no centralized text. There's no, there's no scriptures really. There's, you know, there's ideologies and there's, you know, they're reading that that they that they hold to a standard, but um, there's no real centralized like ideology behind it. But it all goes um, back to like the medieval times of witch hunts and, you know, right, well, it's, right, it's a way of it's a way of demonizing your opponent, right? It's a way of exactly. demonizing and othering your your political opponent to say that they're they're less than you. You shouldn't let them 
run your life. And yeah, we shouldn't let anyone run our life. But at the same time, at least for now, we need to have some kind of um, government in place to keep society moving. <laughs> like, at, at no point, like, we are much too large of a civilization to not have some sort of centralized government. And yeah, it's debatable. Yeah. The way things are going, the way things are right now, yes. Things, that's what I mean. Like, like at this current moment, you would need to drastically change, and that's and that's a lot of like. And I'm sorry, I'm talking over you again, but that's a lot of things that on the left that you run into people who want this like immediate, like you talk about anarchists, like we they want it, they want it now, right? Like they want open borders, they want they want complete freedom to. Um, and it's just not, it's just not, we're not there yet, right? And it's hard, it's hard to explain that because even, even me would think these are, these are positive, positive moves that will get humanity to where, to where it should be. But at the same time, if you do it without safeguards in check and without, um, without changing people's ideologies enough, it's not. It's not going to work. It's going to be. It's going to be taken advantage. Like you look at the you know, the communist, the Soviet Soviet Union. Look at communist China. Like the, the, these are all good in theory ideas, but because people's ideologies aren't where they need to be to put it in in practice, they turn into you know authoritarian. And because you have a corrupt ruling class still in those places. Right. Right. And they turn into authoritarian governments that aren't good for the majority of people, and that's. That's obviously not something that, you know, a, a real communist, I hate that term too, real, because, but you know what I'm well, trying to say. So my, my big thing right now with the centralized government that we have that we need to put in place to benefit us at this current moment is getting relief from the pandemic. Because prior to this week, you know, it was a disjointed effort across the country because basically the old administration just left it up to every state to figure out their testing procedures, their policies, vaccine distribution and to do it for, for every single state, all 50 states and territories that have their own varied policies for such a large problem. Um, when you have like one government issuing out, here's your stuff, it, it can get messy versus if we get, and, and the other thing I've heard well, it was more ineptitude, wasn't it? It was just, Oh, it's totally ineptitude. And then you have like, then you're relying on the people, the, the systems that are overburdened with trying to just deal with keeping people alive now you oh i also want you to figure out how to give these vaccines out at the same time yeah you know it's like um, so this is where this is where having a centralized committee person whatever it is that can say okay we're gonna roll out a plan because like some of the things he signed yesterday uh into law for executive through executive order was that schools can get basically refunded for all the ppe from fema so because before schools were on their own for all the ppe they yeah. had to buy so now it's like we're, we're going to open up the coffers so that way schools aren't paying for it themselves. Right, something that should have been done in the first place. Exactly. And, and, and centralized vaccine distribution. Like, let's get this going on a nationwide level. You know, we have a National Guard for a reason. We have a, we have a FEMA for a reason. Let's use it. Yeah. Let's it. Well, this, yeah. And is, these are the times that a centralized government has a role to play. Right. And I think the problem with conservatives and especially the Trump administration was to, he he wanted this to run through corporations and companies that were going to make use money this as a way to profit of course right? they were always looking to make money and then you can say oh look the economy is doing good when it's in reality not doing good but it's doing good for a small amount of people and that kind of throws 
there's talking about you know statistical analysis again it's you know it's easy to say like you know things things are going things are going up but at the same time you know not it's not that's not for the majority of people it's just going up for a small amount of people at an, an amazing rate so. i'll say this all the time the stock market is not an indication of the economy no. the stock market is an indication of how the rich people are doing has nothing to do with the, the working person stonks but yeah i mean what like 50 people even like 50 percent of the people in america are, are invested in the stock market that's not it's only half of them that's only half the people and I, I mean that counts people who like I'm and, sure and most people and that are invested in are like through their retirement like small four, yeah like small 401ks that aren't like and they're not going to see that in for the next 30 40 years right and it's it's not millions of dollars i'll tell you that right now no no i looked at mine <laughs> the other day it's definitely not millions of dollars <laughs> and my two hundred dollars in bitcoin isn't going anywhere either you, you, did, you did not put two hundred dollars into bitcoin why not <laughs> i'm a i'm a gambler i guess so i guess it's better than blackjack <laughs> hey i i well it's down it was down the other day but i'm i am up so all right you know it's, it's, <laughs> we'll it's, that. yeah i'm up that's it. I like to gamble. It's like if you take a little bit and put it in there, it's okay. I'm not gonna like go here. I'm gonna take my life savings and put it in and Bitcoin throw it, and, and throw it for the Bitcoin, best, and then forget your password and lose millions of dollars. Oh man, no, never. Like what is going on? Like how? Or they lost a hard drive. I was like, if I had gotten Bitcoin back in the day, I would have saved that on Dropbox. Oh my god. Well, then <laughs> it would be easier to hack into, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that, oh, at least I knew where it was. At least if my computer crashed, I'd still have it though. <laughs> I didn't put it on like some random hard drive that I lost. <laughs> Oh, now like, millions like, of dollars. It's like having a shoebox with like millions of dollars in it and being like, "Where's my Bitcoin?" And then, and then like moving, and like, "Oh no, I left the shoebox." Who threw that shoebox away? Right. Oh man. So everyone, save your Bitcoin somewhere safe. Or or don't invest in Bitcoin. Or don't. <laughs> but honestly, if, you want, if you're gonna invest, invest in an index into, fund. Yeah. Invest in an index fund. That's the safest thing to do. Um, if I mean, if you, I mean it's 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 gambling anyway, isn't it? The stock. It's all gambling. It's like it's like it's like it's like putting money on horses, basically. It's better than putting it under your bed, though, because that doesn't. Well, it will make interest. more money. It'll, it'll make. But the same, at the same time, again, if we had a better system, we wouldn't be so reliant on these things. Yeah. Um, but I could probably say that about about everything oh. we talk about. There's a lot of things. Well, let's so. We're, like I said, we're two and a half days into the Biden administration. Into anarcho-Bidenism. Uh, we'll, see what, we'll, we'll see if anything drastically changes between now and next week. Um, I'm expecting to see our socialized schools open. Oh, wait. Our schools are socialized. <laughs> Look at that. Unless you go to okay. a private school, that is. Anyways, we can go on forever and ever and ever. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for listening, people. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, Stay safe out there. Don't be, don't be afraid to, you know shout us out and, and like share us. the podcast with your friends send us um, an email do us promoter send us some emails keith give, give them that email address keith uh, oh man i know you always forget it <laughs> this is the point of the episode where i tell you to shoot out the email and then you know like i forget what the email is because um, it's like on my because th- like i don't type it all the time so and we don't and we don't we don't get many very we don't get very many emails or it, any it, emails it, wait, for that matter. oh <laughs> so, it's, it's that's right it's gzennial at gmail.com because generation was already taken. So it's G Zennial. Someone beat us to it. And then, yeah, and then G, did nothing yeah, with someone it. Someone else beat us to it. So Gene is Zennial at gmail.com. We should trademark this and sue. G Zennial <laughs> at gmail.com. Gmail, We're not right? sewers. Yeah. You know that. I would never sue. I, I like Sue. She's a good person. <laughs> I'm sorry. On that note. On that note, have a good week, everybody.
Take care.